On October 27th, Dean Phillips made it official. He is running to be the next president of the United States. We sit here now on January 3rd, 20 days ahead of the primary in New Hampshire. This is where Dean Phillips has spent the last two months trying to build momentum, show New Hampshire there is an alternative to President Joe Biden. We have not talked to the congressman in a while, so Dean Phillips is on the line right now. He is on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. We appreciate you coming on, as always, sir. Um, Let's get right to it. Since October 27th to now, at any point, have you thought to yourself, what am I doing? Why? This is is too hard to pull off. The machinery is against me. Life was good. I was in a district where I would have been favored to win, and I think I made the wrong decision. Has that crossed your mind at any time? Now, Chad, I, well, first of all, I appreciate the question because there have been plenty of difficult days. Uh, as one discovers uh, corruption, as one discovers how voters are actually disenfranchised by both, both parties, uh, how debate is being suppressed by both parties, it only inspires me more. <clears throat> and I mean that sincerely. I, you know, the pursuit of principle is usually discomforting. It's usually difficult. Uh, it's usually disenfranchising. And uh, it has caused... Uh, great consternation. But no, I've never. In fact, if anything, Chad, I'm more inspired now than I was on October 27th because the need is so great. The disconnect between Washington insiders and the rest of this country is so significant. Uh, America is unaffordable for an, a majority of Americans. Uh, we have chaos and cost issues all around the world in our own country and a lot of injustice. And I've uncovered a lot of that in the last two months. And I, entire, and I intend to keep going. And I think we're going to surprise in New Hampshire, and I invite anybody listening uh, to join me uh, in the pursuit of principle. In a democracy, we cannot allow coronations. We have to have competitions, and I will fall on the sword for that, and I hope others will join me because it is existential, and I'm more inspired than ever. One of your first words in your answer to me there was corruption. So when you're talking corruption against you, in this race, can you be as specific as possible? No, oh, it's not about me, Chad, at all. In fact, I'm, I'm just the messenger. Uh, the corruption is manifest, I believe, in both parties. Uh, in, the Democrat, in this case, the Democratic Party of Florida decided that uh, there did not need to be a primary election, so they disenfranchised 4 million voters and decided that Joe Biden would be uh, the only person uh, on the ballot, which essentially negates the primary. Is that going to last? I know, I know you're pushing against well, that. Can, can you change that, or is that set in stone? Well, it, this is all done, Chad, so that uh, it, it, the Democratic Party wants to bleed my campaign to death. And that means filing suit, it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars and hiring attorneys. They know that. Uh, it's all a corrupt game. Uh, a federal judge in Florida uh, took the initiative himself and did file suit, along with the Progressive Caucus of Florida because they saw the injustice. Uh, North Carolina, Chad, did exactly the same thing. Despite the bylaw that is so clear, the state law in North Carolina dictates that any presidential candidate recognized in the national media shall be on the ballot. And the Democratic Party of North Carolina elected to only put Joe Biden on the ballot, despite the fact 
that in 2020, there were 15 Democrats on the ballot, including Marianne Williamson, who was left off again this year, along with me. That's corruption. The unwillingness to consent to a single debate during the Democratic primary in such a consequential election, that is corruption. The disenfranchisement of voters, candidates, and debate, uh, to me, are the foundations of democracy. And I'm going to shed light on it, and I'm going to call it out. I'm going to ask people to join me in standing up and not tolerating uh, this nonsense, because it is a real danger to democracy. Donald Trump is a danger, and political parties that undermine voters are dangerous to democracy. You also mentioned the cost, and that this country is too expensive. Two, two points on this, and I want you to respond. The Biden supporters would say, hold on a second, look at the direction of inflation. We finally have it heading the right way. That it's taken a long time, but it's heading the right way. So Biden supporters would say that. And then Republicans, and there are plenty center-right Republicans who will vote for you, might say, hold on a second, Dean. You voted with Joe Biden 90 95 percent of the time. So you voted for many of these policies which have brought in inflation to our country. Why should we believe you're going to make it any different? Well, Chad, first, you're right. I did vote for the Biden agenda, which was predicated on some really important initiatives, uh, the infrastructure bill so that we finally invest in America's infrastructure, which is terribly deficient. I voted for the CHIPS Act, which repatriates uh, manufacturing to the United States from overseas, particularly semiconductors. I voted for the Inflation Reduction Act, which was the most important climate investments we've made in, in some time. You know, I, as a legislator right now, I can only vote on what is brought to the floor. As the executive, when I'm president, that is different. What these bills did not do, Chad, and what Americans are screaming about, is reduce cost of living in the United States as it relates to health care, housing, and education, and food and fuel. Food prices are up about 25%. Now, as it relates to inflation, the United States suffered less inflation than just about every developed nation in the world. The fact of the matter is prices are still way too high and life is unaffordable. 60% of Americans right now, Chad, are living paycheck to paycheck. 40%, 40% cannot afford a $400 emergency in the United States of America. We have kids going to school hungry. We have people sleeping in the streets, half a million people. We have people declaring bankruptcy because they get an illness that they thought was covered by their insurance. 66% of all bankruptcies in America, Chad, are because of medical debt. And we're spending a trillion dollars a year on national defense. We're sending hundreds of billions of dollars a year overseas. And we're not taking care of Americans. Okay, so let me That's let me pick truth. up on that. Because you, you talked about on military spending, and, and you get into that, and you can continue on that in your answer. But when you talk about these costs, and, and, and they are all legit, and I'm not going to push back on any of them. If it is President Dean Phillips, in your first term, give me a couple specific policy changes that you will push and that you believe will pass Congress that will change the cost trajectory. And if it's Joe Biden, those won't happen. So the difference between you and the man you're trying to defeat, the president sure. of the United States. Let's start with housing. Uh, housing is unaffordable. It's oftentimes unavailable. Rents are way too high. And we have half a million people who are homeless because we do not have enough homes in America. 
First initiative is to build 7 million homes in America, Chad. The issue is not capital. The issue is actually zoning and local regulations that make it almost impossible for the production of housing to meet national demand. A 7 million housing unit uh, initiative on day one. Uh, And medicine and healthcare. We need a national health insurance program to cover every single American. That will be another initiative on day one to start working with conservatives, many of whom are aligned with the need to ensure that every American has health care. That does not mean, and I would never tolerate the United States government being involved in the provision of care. It would still be private doctors, private hospitals, but every American should have health insurance. 26 million right now have none, and 90 million are underinsured. We're the only developed nation in the world like that. We spend twice as much as any nation in the world. Our outcomes are mid-pack. We let pharma companies completely take advantage of us. It is not fair. That's another initiative. Education. We should not be a nation that burdens young people and their families with $1.7 trillion in debt simply because they wanted to pursue the American dream. That will change also under my uh, leadership. Lastly, Social Security. At the end, towards the end of life, right now, I'm sitting with people, Chad, regularly who literally have no money left at the end of the month because Social Security is not meeting their needs. Two women I just sat with in New Hampshire have to eat cold cereal the last three days of the month because they have no money left. I will raise the, uh, the cap, uh, the contribution cap on Social Security to $250,000 to make sure Social Security is not cut. And then secondly, I'm going to create a national pool by which successful Americans who wish to contribute their Social Security back to a pool and have it redistributed to the lowest 10% of retirees in America, uh, they will have a chance to become American philanthropists immediately and ensure that their money goes to the people who need it the most. Because $100 a month make a huge difference to millions of Americans right now who are struggling. And these last two months, Chad, I have to tell you, I realize how lucky we are as Minnesotans, generally prosperous, especially in the Twin Cities. As I travel this country, uh, the despair I'm seeing, the heartbreak stories I'm telling you has fundamentally changed me. Uh, And I'm just afraid that Washington is so disconnected from the reality of what's going on in our country uh, that I'm simply saying the quiet part out loud. Congressman Dean Phillips is with us. Obviously, he's running for president, trying to defeat Joe Biden and be the nominee for the Democrats. So let's talk about 20 days from today. January 23rd is the primary in New Hampshire. You're on the ballot. So are a number of other individuals not on the ballot in New Hampshire is Joe Biden. Joe Biden, the Democrats, they want South Carolina to be the first, unlike other years. So Joe Biden is not on the ballot for you to legitimately and for others to agree with you to come out of New Hampshire with genuine momentum and for more people to start paying attention to say he has a chance to defeat Joe Biden, what has to happen 20 days from today? Well, Chad, uh, if, if, if I was an incumbent president, uh, Anybody would expect me to generate 85, 90 percent of the vote in the first in the nation primary. So let's start with that. If Joe Biden is in a position to win the next election, he should probably get 80 some percent of the vote in New Hampshire. Even though he's not on the ballot. Well, well, Chad, what people what the Democratic Party doesn't want you to know is that there is a massive write in campaign uh, for Joe Biden right now. There is a super PAC trying to promote his candidacy as a write in. And there's another super PAC set up 
to get independent, uh, Democratic-leaning independents in New Hampshire to vote for Nikki Haley uh, instead of me. So there's a lot of effort going on behind the scenes. And let me tell you, uh, the nation will wake up on the 24th of January and most likely see the current incumbent president of the United States of America getting probably a little over half the vote, maybe, in New Hampshire. If I get 25 percent of the vote, Chad, that is quite a symbol uh, that the nation is ready for an alternative. Uh, most people don't know me yet. I've only been doing this two months. Uh, I have little resources behind me, especially compared to the Democratic Party. If the president doesn't get 75, 80 percent of the vote, uh, he is a weak candidate, and that has been my message from day one. I respect him, but he's going to lose to Donald Trump. And if I'm the Gene McCarthy of 2024, Chad, uh, of course, Senator Gene McCarthy from Minnesota got 42 percent of the vote, knocked uh, President Johnson out of the entire race in 1968, opening the door for Bobby Kennedy. Uh, that is my mission, to speak the truth, to ensure we do not have a coronation of an unelectable candidate, and to make sure that we have a competition. I still invite others, Democrats, to enter the stage to make sure that we find the person best positioned to win. But I got, let me and just jump data in. indicates it's not Joe Biden. Yeah, I have a minute left. Let me try to pin you down because you're direct in answering questions. Do you, you mentioned 25%. Is that your number? Do you need to get to 25% when, when well, let's plan on talking January 24th on this show for you to view it as a su- success? Is that your number, 25%? If I hit 25%, Chad, I will be very pleased, and that will be what helps get me uh, platformed, introduce me to the country as a viable candidate in this race where every single card is stacked against a challenger. Yes, absolutely. And any bit above that will be gravy. Absolutely. As always, I appreciate your time. Stay safe, and we'll talk. let's plan on talking on the 24th. I look forward to it, Chad. Dean Phillips, right here on News Talk 830 WCCO.